0: Good morning, good morning. We are going to learn the last aliyah of the parasha of Nitzavim. And we'll talk about a little bit of the, the context and the history over here. As I already discussed, Nitzavim and Vayelech and Azinu and those of us all on the day of Moshe's passing, Zayin Adar. Wow. As I mentioned yesterday, Moshe, have a great day. Moshe, before he passed, did a lot of things. He wrote 13 Torah scrolls. He taught the Jews the song of Azinu which will cut to Bezat HaShem, give him all the blessings, but he also made a covenant with the Jewish people, which began with the curses, but as we discussed the last two days, Atam and when the Jews came to Moshe, after he told them the rebuke, which I don't think was on the day of his death, and they were, they were totally depressed and discouraged, like this is too much. So that's what Moshe promised them, Atam and I'm still wondering when the rebuke happened, if it's part of the final speech, I'm not sure. I'm looking into it a little bit, trying to find clarity. But he says, You are in a covenant with Hashem, and if you're going to sin, you'll be banished from the land of Israel, the land will suffer, but you and you will also be punished, but you will never be destroyed, you will survive all the punishments that will be there, they're just wake-up calls, they're in order to re-inspire you and re-awaken you to connect to Hashem, and there will be the ingathering of the exiled, and you'll return back to your land, etc. And then Moshe finishes off in the 7th Aliyah, Re'eh. This is the uh, uh, verse 15, of chapter 30, the seventh letter, Re'eh. See, behold, I have given you this day, the choice of doing, of life and good, and the choice of of death and of evil. Now, of course, this has been discussed before, and we'll discuss it in a minute. Here you see, first of all, how the Torah puts into one verse, emotion Moshe says to them, if you choose Chayim, life, how do you get Chayim? Through going after a life of good. The Esamavah, and death and evil are also together. Meaning, it's not two separate choices. Earlier on in the Torah, we have in the parasha of because um, we have twice, twice before this, we have also the idea of, of um, God giving us a choice. One is in the beginning of the parasha of Re'eh. Re'ei, I'm quoting from the beginning of the passage of Re'ei, also in the book of Deuteronomy. Re'ei, see, I'm putting before you a choice of bracha uklala, of blessing and of curse. The blessing, if you listen to the words of Hashem, and the curse of listen. But there he didn't say explicitly death, that, that toiv, that good, is synonymous with life, and that death is synonymous with evil. So let's discuss the difference. And then we'll go back to the other place in the Torah we have this choice. So what we're saying over here is that the definition of Chayim, of life, means that you go after Torah. If you go after good, then you have life. If you go after evil, then even if you are biologically and physiologically alive, you might talk about some Rosh Hashanah, but even if you are, it's not a real life. The Gemara says, Rishayim, Evil people, wicked people, even during their lifetime, they're called dead. Why are they called dead if they're alive? They're alive. Go to the doctor, the doctor will say they're alive. Because the life that they're living is not a real life. So yes, they're physically alive, but their, their life is wicked. And therefore the life they have is in the category of death. You can be dead while you're still breathing. Understand? That's what it means that are alive are dead even in their lifetime. So, here he's giving us a clear a, a, a synonym. To good is life, bad is death. And he also, it's a reference to the two worlds in which we live. If you know that interpretation, Chaim is a reference, if you choose God, and you listen to the voice of Hashem, you'll have Chaim, which means you have life in this world, and you'll have Toib, which means you have life in the world to come. Your soul will experience the good of your actions in this world, your soul will experience that toy. So the chay in the life is a reference to the body, and the toy is a reference to the soul. And so too the 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 death and the evil. If you will not listen to Hashem, your body will experience death, and your soul will experience the evil of purgatory of hell after one hundred and twenty. Got it? Okay. Then the Torah continues. Moshe continues. He says, I have commanded you this day, again, this day before I die, to love Hashem your God, number one. Number two, to go in His ways. Number three, to guard His mitzvot. Number four, to guard His chukim, His, His statutes. And then His mishpatim. So we have three categories of laws. So we have the mitzvahs, also known as the edus. Those are the laws, that, the commandments of God that make sense to us once God told us to do them. Right? So keeping Passover, keeping Shon, blowing the shofar. It's a, it's a mitzvah of Hashem that we understand the reason what Hashem told us. We have the chukim, which are the laws that make no sense, keeping kosher. We have the mishpatim, the ordinances, it translates here. Don't kill, or don't steal. The chayis Vira Visa. When you'll follow all these different kinds of commandments, you will live, the you will increase. So you won't just be alive, but you'll be producing, you'll be, you'll be uh, filling the universe. And Hashem will bless you in the land that Hashem has brought you there in order for you to possess it but your heart will turn astray and you will not listen, and you will be drawn astray to uh, bow down to other gods to serve them. I give you as a witness today, I invoke upon you this day, sorry, I evoke into you this day, the heavens and the earth, that you will surely perish in your life and not belong in the land on which I am giving you, I am calling this day as a witness of this covenant, the Shemayim and the Oret of heaven and earth, to know that, that the life and death is before you, the blessing and the curse is before you, and you shall choose life, and your children shall live after you. So it's here like a father says, here's the two choices, right? i give my son two choices. You can have this land, or you can have this land. But the Father says, but trust me, my son, choose this path. Right? So Hashem is saying, I'm giving you two choices. Why is Hashem giving us two choices? That's the whole purpose of existence. Free choice. God wants us to choose the right choice. It would be obvious to us that if you do a mitzvah, you're going to get life, and if you do a sin, you're going to get death, and there wouldn't be free choice anymore. That we'd be like the angels. It wouldn't be be a challenge for us to achieve holiness and spirituality. So therefore, God gives us a choice. But at the same time that God gives us the choice, Hashem also tells us which choice we should make. You should choose life. Okay? Now let me just finish the last verse and I'll go back to the fact that here again, Moshe is calling the heavens and the earth as a witness, which also already happened in the book of Deuteronomy. It's very repetitive, but it's not. We'll go there in one second. Let's just read the last verse. And then the next verse says Moshe says to the Jewish people, I'm telling you to choose life. To love Hashem your God. To listen to his voice. And to cleave to Hashem. To connect him. To like glue. To cleave to Hashem. Why should we do that? Because Hashem is your life. And the length of your day. We say this every evening in the, in the evening services, right? Hashem is our life. And the length of our days. And by cleaving to Hashem that will guarantee that we'll be able to dwell in the land that God swore to our fathers, to Avram, to Yitzchak, and to Yaakov, to give to you. So first, let's deal with this verse. Gemara asks a very important and beautiful question. How is it possible for a person to cleave to Hashem? Gemara asks this question. To listen to Hashem, yeah, I can listen to Hashem. Hashem's command is put on film, I put on film. I can even love Hashem. I can work in my heart to meditate to come to love Hashem. But how could you cleave to Hashem? The so Gemara answers, through being connected to the Tamalei Chachamim, Kol Adavik Chachamim, Ma'ala, the Torah considers it as if he is connected to Hashem Himself. Meaning, what does a Torah scholar represent? The wisdom of Hashem. What does the Torah scholar have? He has Hashem's wisdom in him. And therefore the Torah says, L'dav boy to cleave to him, through cleaving to the rabbis, to the scholars, to those that learn the Torah... That's your way of cleaving to Hashem. The so Gemara even says, you should marry the daughter of the Talmud you should use your money to support a Talmud Chacham, and that will give you the way to cleave to Hashem. Okay. In uh, Tanya, chapter 2 of Tanya, the author explains at great length why this cleaving to the Talmud brings bring you closer to Hashem? So it gives the analogy of the brain of the child that connects the body of the child to the brain of the father. The child comes from the brain of the father. And what's the, middle, what's the connection? Even the toenails of the child originated in the semen of the father. What's the connection point? What was first created the brain of the child, the the life of the child comes from the brain of the child. The brain of the child is connected to the source of the father's brain. So, by us, the analogy is when we are connected to our brain, which is our scholars, our leaders, then that connects us to our ultimate source, Tasha. Okay. Now, let's go back to this covenant with the heavens and the earth. So why is Moshe it's been bothering me a little bit? Why is Moshe repeating this testimony before the heavens and the earth? If you remember in the parsha of Eschanan, we also had the exact same language, literally the same language, where Moshe warned the Jewish people that if you're going to sin and you're going to go after other gods, etc., you'll be destroyed and you'll be lost from the land. And there in the parsha of Eschanan, Moshe calls forth the heavens and the earth to be the witnesses, to be witnesses. Um, uh, you'll give birth the children, etc. or the against Hashem, etc., etc. And there are two he, uh, he, he calls the heaven and the earth as witness. So what's the explanation? One the explanation I saw from the Ramban who explained that it's like the whole book of Deuteronomy, really, is one long testimony, so to say, of the choice that a Jew has. It's a testimony of the Jew. So from the beginning of the book till the end, is a testimony. If you're going to follow the words of Hashem, it's going to be good. If you're going to get distracted by the idols, and by the nation in which you live, over and over, these ideas will be bad for you. And at the end of the entire testimony, when you, like, the final line, you, like, recap everything that you said till now. So in these verses, right over here, this last aliyah, the seventh aliyah, it's only uh, seven verses, sorry, five verses, short, long but, you know, this is a recap of the entire book of Devarim. The entire choice the Jew had between life and death, between blessing and curse, a choice that will impact him and his children and his future for all generations, a choice that he, God, Moshe says, I make you between the heavens and the earth, that is a choice. Now at the end of the entire covenant, Moshe repeats it like the final line before the signature, heaven and earth, I, you know, I do test, everything in this contract, is true, and then the signature. So now, the heavens and the earth that are, will be around forever give testimony that this is forever, yes. After Moshe finished this choice, this, I, I warn you this day, all the Jews went back to their tents. The speech finished. And then, Moshe Rabbeinu realized that the decree of Hashem, shall give you a little bit of an introduction to the Parsha Vayelech next two minutes. So Moshe Rabbeinu realized a very, very powerful medrash I'm going to share with you. Moshe immediately realizes that his time to die is here. And that this is the day of his death. And that God is not changing his decree. Moshe davened again that Hashem should change his mind to let him live. So instead of Moshe realized that his prayers would not be accepted, he started to ask all the different angels to pray for him. So he went to the heavens and the earth. He so heavens and earth, pray for me. Davened to Hashem that I shouldn't be killed. shouldn't die. He wanted to the land of Israel. So the heavens and earth say, daven for you. We're davening for ourselves. And they quote a verse from Ishayo, that the heavens will be destroyed, and the earth and the, will be rolled together. So he went to the mountains. He says, mountains, pray for me. And the angel in charge of the mountains says, pray for you, about for myself. It says also to Ishael, that the mountains shall depart, and the hills shall be removed, We're davening for ourselves. daven for you. So then he went to the angel of the sea, begging the angel of the sea to pray for him. And the angel of the sea said, you came and stopped me, and you split me in half, and now you want me to... You have power over me. If you can't protect yourself, you think I'm going to be able to pray for you and uh, and uh, stop you. And um, finally, with every single angel, no one could help him. Finally, came to the greatest angel of them all, the angel called Metatron, the very, very chief chief angel of all angels, the angel Metatron. He comes before me, says, "Seek mercy for me that I shall not die." And the angel says, "Moshe, stop trying. I've heard from the other side of the curtain, which is like." When you know, Shmuel went up to heaven, whatever. I heard from the other side of the curtain that your, decrees, your prayers will never be answered. Hashem does not want you to enter the land of Israel and you're going to die over here. Now Moshe heard that, Moshe became very, very sad he and he started to cry with anguished. Hashem comes to Moshe Rabbeinu. Hashem says to Moshe, why are you anguished? Why are you sad? So uh, he says to him, I'm afraid of the angel of death. So Moshe says, so God says don't worry about it. I will not allow the angel of death to have control over you. I myself will personally take your soul from your body. You won't die by the angel of death like any other person will. You'll die by my kiss. Um, I'm pain for my mother. So don't worry about it. So then he says, please, please, if I can't go into the land of Israel as a leader, I understand you want Yeshua to take over. This his last try, Moshe's last try. He says, let me at least go to the land of Israel as a student of Yeshua. You want to have a leadership change? I get it. Okay. So let Yeshua have my prophecy. Let him be the new leader. Let him be the new leader. And I will go with his, uh, I'll go with his, uh, as his student. So Hashem says to him, If you wish, I will let you try it. And the, Moshe goes to the tent of Yeshua. And now he's, the divine spirit is left. Him. So it's all happened now between the Tzav and Va'yevath, right now. He comes to the tent of Yeshua, after his speech to the Jewish people and all that. Comes to the tent of Yeshua and he's sitting there, and Yeshua got very afraid. There's Moshe coming to meet the student, so they walked together to the oil Meir, to the tent of meeting, to the Mishkan. Yeshua walking in the front, and Moshe standing to his left, like a student standing behind his teacher. They come into the Mishkan, and the Shekhinah came down, and it enveloped, Yeshua and not Moshe. Normally they would go, Moshe would hear the Divine Presence, and Yeshua didn't hear. And now it's the opposite. Moshe was standing outside watching, Yeshua was inside, the Shekhinah was enwrapping Yeshua and not Moshe. And there's a separation between Moshe and Yeshua from the cloud of glory. Finally, God went back up. Moshe, Yeshua walks out from the Mishkan out of the cloud of glory. And Moshe asks Yeshua, what did God say? And Yeshua says to him, all these years when Hashem revealed Himself to you and I had to wait outside, did you tell me what Hashem said to you? Hashem spoke to me, not to you. I'm not permitted to reveal to you what Hashem said. At that moment, Moshe felt so bad that Hashem had revealed himself and he didn't know what Hashem had said. He turned to Hashem and he said, a thousand deaths would be better than to be unable to hear your word. Take me, now I'm ready to die. Understand? Until that moment, they kept on fighting and fighting and fighting. Then he said, I'm ready to die. And now to the pastor Moshe then walks from his tent to the, to the tribe of Levi to personally say goodbye to the Jewish people and to say his final hazinu and all that we'll talk about God willing tomorrow.